This is it. What? Lucini pour us in the sky. Let's be rich. What? The cheeky rocks and sugar dots can't quit. What? Now pop the focus in the bigger and get lit. What? 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 Introducing Phantom of the Dog. Walk through my heaven with levitation from me. Fish and Chanty. We back. You got it. We going up right now. Let's go. Episode 67 Let's go for moving, it's just like that as we proceed. Saturday night special, better take your life. Jaja, you're a happy tag. Quest to the coast, the key lava, white, the chain gang. Keep your ears out for a year. Sip the fountain blue, house of bamboo, paradise. This is it. What? Lucini focus from the sky. What? The cheeky boss and sugar dots can't quit. What? Now pop the focus in a bigger and get lit. What? This is it. What? This is it. What? Lucini focus from the sky. Let's get lit. What? Friday vibes right now. We turned it up today. Take a shot if you love yourself, man. We shot a clock somewhere. And it's the weekend, too. Let's get it. This is it, what? Don't give you Friday vibes. I don't know what does. Let's go. Yes, sir. It's up. Episode 67. You got it. We back. Took a couple of days off. Um, was out of town. For my mother's birthday celebration. And she says she enjoyed her birthday. So that's all, you know, that's that's all that I was really kind of looking forward forward to. Uh, is to her to have a good time. 
and we went to go see Bruno Mars. And one of the things that I I, I kind of always like to like to say about like categories, there are stars, there are superstars, there are mega stars, and then there are global stars. <clears throat> Bruno Mars is a global star. Bruno Mars has over 40 million followers on Twitter. I know he probably got over 100 on Instagram. Bruno Mars is a global star. He put on a tremendous show. And I like the fact that he takes the phones from you before you get into the show. So that way you are fully invested in the performance that he puts on. Because you cannot, um, you cannot, just, you know, there's no, there's no Instagram post, Twitter post that's going to do justice what he does on the stage. And Bruno Mars can sing. Acapella at that. He can dance. He's an entertainer. Now, I do got some old knees, so I can't really stand and dance the whole time of the show because my knees is bad. But, yeah, he, he definitely he definitely put on the show. I, I will say that. I would love to see Bruno Mars again. Uh, his catalog is deep. There were songs that he was singing that I didn't know was his that I really enjoyed, and I really liked those songs. So that was a you know a pleasant surprise. Um, but the show was dope. It was dope. The venue was dope. Shout out to the uh, MGM. Um, that we were at, I think it's Maryland, MGM in Maryland. I forget what the what the city was, but it was dope. Um, and yeah, man. So that you know, I I I didn't get a chance to kind of kind of tap in with y'all and, and, and drop something for y'all. Uh, I was on family time. And most of the, and most of the time that I'm going to say this, most of the time that I don't record more than likely I'm on family time. And that's just, I mean, you know, that's just how it is. So I, that, that's why, that's why I am creating the car chronicles, um, which allows me to kind of drop some snippets here and there and just keep kind of posting while I'm on this family time. I actually did drop a Car Chronicles today, Car Chronicles episode one. Uh, I'm going to post it. It'll strictly probably be on YouTube. I got to get used to it. Uh, it was, they're all going to be snippets. They're not going to be anything long. But Car Chronicles is coming. They are definitely coming. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So we 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 couple minutes in right now. You got it. Episode sixty seven. We're getting closer to another milestone episode. Uh, that's always you know that's always what's up. Anytime I can kind of knock off these numbers and and get to these milestones, I'm you know I'm always for it. Uh, it just shows the growth. And I'm gonna tell y'all something. You know, in regards to growth, I'm gonna tell y'all something at the end of this episode that is gonna be my next challenge. You know, I took this, I took this recording and, and podcasting and, and, you know, videoing. I took this as a challenge and I'm doing okay in this challenge. I could always be better. You know, you're never going to be perfect. Uh, but I feel, I feel I'm in a comfortable space right now. I'm still uncomfortable for the most part, but I'm, I'm, I'm getting more comfortable in regards to 
uh, just recording. I'm transitioning, uh, segues, you know, just, you know, just kind of, it's coming natural just speaking. So, um, but I, but there is something I got up my sleeve that I'm, I'm, you know, I always like it the challenge and I do have something up my sleeve and I may let y'all in on it. I might, but I don't want nobody stealing my idea. So I'm a little, a little conflicted about the idea about putting it out there. But, um, yeah, man. So that, that's where we at right now. Three episodes from 70, two episodes after this episode, two episodes from 70, uh, getting closer to that hundred and I'm loving every minute of it. With that being said, where we starting at today, we're going to get into, um, we'll get into the finals. We'll get into the NBA finals. Uh, yesterday's game, it was one month going back to Miami and Denver, they look pretty strong. They look very strong. Uh, Jokic, Jamal Murray had a historic night yesterday and Denver is now two wins away from making real history. And Jokic and Murray became the first teammates in NBA Finals history to both record triple doubles. And the Nuggets reclaimed the lead in the series by beating the Miami Heat 109-94 to in Game 3. Uh, Big Yoke finished with 32 points, 21 rebounds, and 10 assists. The first such game in NBA Finals history, or at least the first since assists were tracked. Murray had 34 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, getting the rebound he needed with nine seconds remaining. Uh, but big off the bench, though, for the Nuggets was Christian Braun from Kansas. Scored 15 points, 7-8 shooting in 19 minutes. Aaron Gordon at 11 for Denver. And they looked pretty strong. Denver looked very, definitely very strong. Uh, Jokic has been performing like this all playoffs, so it's to be expected. Murray, anytime he can get hot, he's going to be a problem to deal with. Uh, we've known that since Kentucky. We've known that since he was on uh, leading Team Canada, um, you know, in the World Championships. I mean, this is something that we've seen from Murray for years. Um, the Nuggets went on to out-rebound the Heat, 58-33. Uh, game four is, is today, woke Friday. Um, Jimmy Butler scored 28 points, but his 28 points didn't seem to be impactful for Miami. Uh, Bam finished with 22.17 rebounds. And he had a good first half. In the second half, he didn't do too much. Caleb Martin, who has been non-existent throughout this finals, he did add 10 points. But Caleb Martin, after what you did in the Eastern Conference Finals, um, your performance in this NBA Finals is unacceptable. It just is. It's unacceptable. Um, you know, there was all the talk about you should have been a co-MVP or MVP of the Eastern Conference Finals. For you to come out and be playing the way you are, just justifies why it went to Jimmy Butler. Because right now, you're not being consistent. I expect more from you, Caleb Martin, after what you showed us. Uh, I don't know if you're satisfied with what you did in the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm not sure. But um, I expect more. So hopefully that happens in Game 4. We shall see. Uh, Jokic and Murray combined for 24 field goals. Miami as a team had 34. Jokic and Murray combined for 31 rebounds. Miami as a team had 33. Jokic and Murray combined for 20 assists. And Miami had exactly that many assists. So that just lets you kind of know what kind of game it was for Miami. Uh, and one of the things that I do kind of want to touch on a little bit is Jokic uh, the defender. Okay, he's he's been, you know, 
They've been picking on Jokic, saying put him in the pick and roll. I've been one of the main people saying put Jokic in the pick and roll. Uh, he can't move his puppies. Let's see if he can move those puppies. And I'm not sure if this man is playing perfect defense or not, but for someone to be involved and involved, involved in as many defensive possessions, defensive plays that he's in, and to never be in foul trouble, I, I got to admit, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. I don't know if he's playing perfect defense. I don't know, but he's never in foul trouble, but yet he's always around the ball. So, I mean, I know after game one, Bam didn't want to say something about the refs. He obviously felt some type of way. And it does kind of appear that way because I've never seen Jokic in foul trouble. At least not since probably like, what, one game in the Lakers series? I think he was in foul trouble. But this man seems to always stay out of foul trouble. But he has a lot of contact uh, while he's playing offense and defense. So... And the whole thing about um, Jokic, you know, being the first person with a 30-20 and game, look, I get it. He's putting up great numbers. Um, If you play finesse basketball with him, he's going to kill you. That's what's going on right now. But in no way, shape, or form is he to be compared to Shaq, Wilt Chamberlain, Bill Russell, any of those type of players, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I don't care what numbers he puts up. He's not on their level at all. If you take a prime time Shaq going against a prime Jokic right now, Jokic probably won't even score. Shaq will get 50 on Jokic. So, I, I mean, I take nothing away from him. It's a finesse game. He's playing the game the way he's supposed to play it. But let's not get carried away here. Let's not get carried away. It was only three years ago in the bubble that Dwight Howard pretty much bullied Jokic. And the Lakers, had they still had Dwight Howard, and JaVale McGee on their roster this year would have beaten the Nuggets. That was the difference between the Lakers of 2020 beating the Nuggets and the Lakers of 2023 getting beat by the Nuggets was the physicality down low against Jokic and the bodies you could throw at him. Anthony Davis was not the primary defender against Jokic in that series in 2020. Did he watch him? Did he guard Jokic? Yes, he did. But... A bulk of the possessions were going to Dwight Howard. They were going to JaVale McGee. Um, And granted, those players were coming off the bench. So, of course, they were not guarding Jokic more than Anthony Davis was. But the rotation of players and the physicality of those players off the bench, Howard and McGee, took a toll on Jokic. And what we have right now is a finesse Anthony Davis playing Jokic. Jokic is going to kill him, finesse game. We have Bam Adebayo playing Jokic. He's a little bit more physical, still a little bit finesse. Uh, Cody Zeller, a little bit physical, but not skilled enough and not good enough with the physicality to do any damage. So Jokic, is, he's he's going to have a field day on, on anybody right now. That's guarding him. Uh, a big man that that I'm, I'm trying to th- I mean, it has to be, like I said, it has to be somewhere like Dwight Howard, somebody that an old school Big man will give him problems. This finesse game, the way the NBA is right now, yeah, he, he's going to get off. But in no way, shape, or form am I choosing him over Shaq, Will, Kareem, Bill Russell, any of those, t- Lonzo Mourning, any of those type of uh, physical big men. It's I'm just not doing it. I don't think he puts up those type of numbers against them. But again, I take nothing from him, nothing at all.
Uh, he's playing in the era that he's playing in, and he's putting up the numbers that he's putting up, and they are to be respected. But let's not get carried away. Uh, and Jamal, yeah, Murray, Murray, he's playing well. Murray is playing very well. Um, the Heat will be without Tyler Hero again. Game four, he still hasn't been cleared to play. He has been ruled out again as he continues to recover from a broken hand. Um, Hero is going through all the necessary steps, but he has not been able to clear the final hurdle to play, and that is just part of the process, according to Coach Spolstra. Uh, do the Heat need Tyler Hero? They've gotten this far without him. Would he help? Yes. Um, is it going to throw off some chemistry? Potentially. Is it going to take some shots away from some players? Potentially. So I'm not sure. I, I guess we just got to kind of see how that works out. But in all reality, Gabe Vincent, Max Strews, Duncan Robinson, Jimmy Butler, they must play better moving forward. And I know I'm saying Jimmy Butler must play better after he scored 28 points. But, Jimmy, we need a 35 and up point game for you, from you. 35 points and up in this game for tomorrow. If the Heat want to win, it's going to have to be Butler shouldering the load, and he's going to have to have one of those performances. Um, yeah, so, I mean, right now, I mean, the final is 2-1. If Miami wins tomorrow, I'm still, I'm still, you know, I'm still intrigued. According to the the, the numbers, uh, game one of the finals was one of the most watched games in the last three years. I'm not really going to give my opinion on that, but they're not going to say it wasn't. So that's here nor there. But um, yeah, I mean, the Heat win tomorrow. I'm, I'm still, I'm still tuned in. If they lose tomorrow, they're getting swept. Their gentleman sweep, it'll be over in five. That's just kind of where I'm at. So I'm pulling for the Heat tomorrow. Uh, do I think they're going to win? Probably not. But, hey, I'll be watching. So that that that's pretty much that. And I just finished watching the Stanley Cup game in which Vegas was up two games to none. They went back to Florida. Again, Vegas. You know, I don't really, you know, I'm not really a super hockey person, but I do know a couple of things. Uh, Florida started out the game one nothing. Vegas tied the game 1-1 in the first period. Second period, Vegas took a 2-1 lead going into the third period. And as I stated before, Vegas, their only problem is that they cannot hold on to leads. They, they just can't. And they give up a goal, a, a game-time goal, with about three minutes left in the third period. The game goes into overtime, and they lose 3-2. to two. And now we have a series. Florida has has battled back. We have a series. Um, you know, I, and I'm watching the, you know, NHL on TNT with Wayne Gretzky, and Wayne Gretzky says stats are for losers. Uh, I don't really agree with that, but I can see where he's coming from because you can kind of get what you need to get without stats, and that's kind of where I am with the hockey I don't really know the stats for the hockey, but I know what I'm watching with my eyes. I do know that much. And with my eyes, it just tells me that Vegas is good. They're the better team. Their only problem is 
they just can't they fold. And tonight was a prime example. They had a chance to go up three nothing, uh, be in complete control of this series, and they could not hold on to the lead. So next game, game four is Saturday. It is in back in Florida again. I believe this was for this first ever win uh, in the Stanley Cup Finals. So that was pretty big for them. And we'll just kind of see what happens moving forward. But I like Vegas to win. But I would not be surprised if they go back to Vegas and this series is tied 2-2. I would not. Uh, Let's see. What else do we have sports-wise? We have the Travis Rudolph situation, who's the former Florida State wide receiver. He played in the NFL for two years, I believe, for the Giants. He was found not guilty of murder and other charges by a Palm Beach County jury on Wednesday. Uh, Rudolph had faced one count of first-degree premeditated murder and three counts of attempted murder, first-degree, in connection with a 2021 shooting. Rudolph argued the shooting was self-defense. And with all the evidence that I've seen and have been you know, kind of gathering uh, as I've been kind of researching this, this, uh, this court case, it does appear that it was self-defense. Um, you know, he basically was set up about, I guess, I don't, I don't know if it, it was, it wasn't, his, it was his girlfriend, but it was kind of like a side chick because she was married. Uh, so the whole thing, I mean, it's kind of a messy situation, but um, it's good to kind of see him come out on top and his life not being ruined by which ultimately was somebody that he probably should not have been dealing with as she was married. And she kind of sent out some messages and sent some guys to attack him. And, you know, unfortunately, life was lost. So it's just an unfortunate situation all around. I'm not sure what happens to the female in this situation, but it does appear that nothing is going to happen as of right now. And for Travis Rudolph, it's a chance for him to kind of get his life back on track. And, of course, you know, we love to see that. You know, we we don't want to see anybody, you know, going down for things that they were just defending themselves on. And, yeah, man, I mean, it's, 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 a, uh, it's a good day. It's a good day for the good guys. So that that's one of the things. It's a good day for the good guys. And Travis Rudolph, as of today, is, is actually a good guy. Uh, you know, they, we were kind of looking at him in a different light prior to this, but you know, Joria Twelve has decided differently. So, um, yeah, so that that that's pretty much all with that. Um, what else are we going to get into? Let's pivot into something else. Let's kind of get into uh, this no-no of the week, and this no-no. This 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 is not really a bad no no. It's actually I'm I'm just kind of feeling some type of way about this no no. This is not really a no no that is you know fully justified. But for me, yeah, I, I'm giving this no no out. This is this is a personal no no. And my no no is going out to all the people that are giving flack to Zion Williamson for basically, you know, impregnating um, 
one porn star and just you know just be yeah i mean zion, let, this no no is going out to all the people that are hating on zion for having a porn star pregnant getting exposed by the other porn star getting exposed by another female that is just came out the woodworks today but we got to relax on zion not not too much on zion right now zion is a young man he's 22 years old he's rich and him making it to the nba was kind of a something that you know was foreshadowing you knew at this age and size that he was when he was in seventh and eighth grade you knew he was going to the league which means that probably growing up the only thing he worried about was sports okay he probably didn't go to you know the dances and middle school and uh class picnics and things of that nature he probably never had a valentine probably maybe not until his senior year of high school um, things of that nature he probably did not have any time for any girls when you are that great at a sport more than likely you are locked in on that sport during your adolescent years so i, I doubt that he had any time for girls at that time now zion at 22 years old he's rich he can do what he wants when he wants and right now it appears that he likes to you know trick off and sling his meat all over the place that's that's what it <laughs> That's what it appears that he likes to do. Uh, is it hindering his career? I don't think so. Um, but we got to let him live. You know, we got to let him live. We don't need to be crucifying his decisions. He's not breaking any laws. The only law he's breaking is that, you know, the law of being a man, what, a man whore? Is that the, is that the word I'm looking for? A man whore? That, you know, and that's not illegal. You know, he he's not doing anything that, a lot of other young rich people with money would do which is just enjoy himself in the company of multiple different women that's what it appears and we just need to we, we don't need to be crucifying him we need to take some heat off of him i mean zion from what i know is a single man um he's doing what single men with money do and the fact the reality is that some of these porn stars you know, Zion's 22 years old. It was probably only, what, seven, eight years ago. He probably was, you know, masturbating to some of these porn stars. You know, when he wasn't doing basketball drills and and, and wasn't out there on the court putting in work, he might have been, you know, who's to say that that's what he was doing? So, these, you know, this, this whole thing with the porn star thing, this is all new to him. At least in my opinion, I think it is. Um, So, I, you know, I, I'm just here to, to kind of, take some of this heat off Zion. I don't believe he should be getting crucified. Is, is there a lot of information out there? Yes, there is. Are some of the text messages very nasty and vulgar? Yes, they are. But this is a social media world, a screenshot world, a recording phone calls world, and Zion just happens to be growing up in it. I'm sure that he's not the first or the last NBA player uh, that is doing the things that he's doing. The only difference is that you know, he's being exposed for it because this is a social media world. Uh, I'm sure in the 90s, you know, players were doing the same thing. I'm sure in the 80s, they were doing the same thing. I'm sure in the early 2000s, they were doing the same thing. I mean, shoot, we just had Shaq get spotted with Brittany Renner, and it went viral. You know what I mean? But, you know, back in the day, Shaq probably not, never got spotted with anybody. 
because there were no camera phones. But now there are. So um, this no-no is going to all the people that are giving you know Zion a lot of flack. Let's ease up on Zion. Not too much on Zion. You know what I mean? Not too much, man. Let's let's let him live, man. But this no no goes out to y'all. Yeah, man. Not too much on Zion, man. Let's let him live. Let that young man live and do what he needs to do and enjoy himself, man. That's all. Uh, speaking of young, rich people with money, uh, I came across the article on moneywise.com that is talking about young, rich Americans having losing confidence in the stock market, and they are now betting on these three assets instead of the market, which I'm a little surprised. And um, according to a recent survey from Bank of America, individuals aged 21 to 42 with at least 3 million in assets only have 25% of their portfolio invested in stocks. For wealthy investors over the age of 43, the allocation to equities is much higher at 55%. So the discrepancy is a lot. You know, when you're talking about 25%, that's 30% discrepancy, you know, with the ages. So you, you, it begs you to wonder, what are these young, rich millennials favoring? And the three things that they're favoring right now is real estate. Real estate has been a popular asset class as of late. Um, perhaps it's well known because it hedges against inflation. And I'm always, you know, I'm somebody that's trying to get into real estate. Uh, in the Bank of America survey, 28% of younger people said real estate presents great growth potential. 31% of the auto group held the same opinion. And I think it's no surprise that real estate and, and owning land is is one of the bigger assets out here um when i gotta stop saying um but yeah it's, i mean anytime you own something land wise it appreciates in value it can always be sold for more than what you paid for it you can build on that land there are a lot of things you can do with that land uh so you know with well-chosen properties um they provide more than just price appreciation Investors also get to earn a steady income, you know, in regards to collecting rent. So that's it's no surprise that that real estate is one of the things that the young people are investing in. Uh, the second thing that they're investing in, which is something that I am not really a fan of, and that is cryptocurrency. Um, once considered a niche asset, cryptocurrency has now entered the mainstream. And a study from the CFA Institute earlier this year showed that 94% of state and government pension plans have invested in cryptocurrencies. Now that, I'm surprised. In the Bank of America survey, 29% of younger people said crypto offers great opportunities for growth, while only 7% of the older age group agreed. Unsurprisingly, younger folks also have a lot more exposure to crypto. Average allocation of 15% of their portfolio 
than the older generation, which average allocation is 2% of their portfolio. <clears throat> it's easy to get in the portfolio. Um, there are many investing apps such as Public, which is what I use. And that is one of the, uh, one of the, you know, better apps to use in regards to investing in crypto. But I got to I got to admit, I'm not a fan of crypto. I don't see any reason to be using crypto. I don't really think it has a purpose as of right now. But I will say this. Um, there was a there was a point in time that crypto was big. Um, you know, I think that might have been what? Uh, that might have been 2020, 2021 when what, Dogecoin, Bitcoin, they were kind of running the market. Uh, people were, you know, investing, what was it, Doge to the Moon, Shibo, and Enu. Uh, those are, I mean, those are some of the things that, that people were, you know, doing with crypto back in that time. And did I bite a little bit? I did. I did bite just a little bit. Um, not a lot. Do I have some crypto? Yes. Do I have like a, a, a lot of crypto? No, I do not. I don't really believe in it that much. Um, I don't think that. Crypto is one of the things that you should be uh, putting all your money into because it really has no tangible value. You know, you can't like pull it out. You can't hold it. Um, and, I, you know, I just don't really understand it. It's, it, it. I mean, you can't really buy a lot of things with it. But... You know, it's something that, you know, young people are into. So that's not really my cup of tea. But can I see people, um, you know, kind of getting into it? Yes, I can. You know what I mean? Yes, I can. So uh, that's number two. The third thing that the new generation is investing in is art. And I was, I'm really intrigued by this. I like art. Um I can say, I got to stop saying, um, I do feel that art, which like a good wine does tend to appreciate more with time and usually annualized return on art is that of 15%, which I think that's a very good percentage. So if you buy a piece of art and it's worth something more than likely it's going to add value the longer you have it. So when you're talking about investing in art, they're not talking about bidding at an auction and displaying it in your apartment. They're talking about investing blue chip art. So you're buying fractional shares online of that artwork and year to date, less than 2.2% of artworks reviewed have passed the team's approval process. So basically, they're being picky because of the art. So whatever you're going to get, 
that has passed this process is going to be worth a lot of money. So, you know, once you're trying to step into this different world, and you know, when I when I think about it, I remember watching, I, I, you know, what's funny is I'm watching Raising Canaan right now on Power, and when Brock was messing with the ball hit a dude. What was the dude's name, man? Um, he was cleaning his money with art. So it's just, it's just like, you know what I mean? It's it's a thing that as black people, you know, we're not really on to as much, but it is a thing though. You know, what was dude's name on Raising Cane and the Ball Hit dude's name? I cannot think of dude's name right now. Um, but he did have an art gallery. And in that art gallery, he was cleaning his money and Rock wanted to find out what he was doing. And she got close to him just to kind of find out exactly what it was. He was, you know, how he was, you know, moving his stuff and doing what he did. And it was with art. So there is money to be made in art. That That's one thing for sure. His name was Cartier. That's what his name was. Cartier and Raising Canaan. I could not think of his name for nothing. I don't know why. And I'm sitting here watching the show as we speak. So for young people to kind of, you know, kind of be on to the art game this early just goes to show you that times are changing. Um, they're picking up on new things sooner and sooner. And, you know, we love to see it, man. You just want to pass that knowledge down to each generation. So, um, yeah, but those those are the three things, real estate, crypto, and art are the three things that the millennials are investing in moving forward other than the stock market. Uh, me personally, as someone that's still kind of, you know, learning the stock market, I'm probably going to stay in that lane before I step into the crypto lane. Uh, I still, you know, definitely am all in the real estate lane. I'm definitely staying there. As far as the art, that's something that I need to pick up on. That's something that I think that we all need to pick up on. There is money to be had in art. You just got to find it. You got to find a way to do it. That's all. You got to find a way to do it. And I appreciate these these young folks for kind of stepping on out there and, and, you know, trying to build their generational wealth however they can right now. And that is something that you got to appreciate moving forward because the goal is the goal is to build generational wealth. That's that's the goal. And I think that with the art, uh, the crypto, or not the crypto, the art, you know, the real estate and the stocks, that's a way to kind of get it done. So, so shout out to the millennials, man, for getting it done. We'll make it clap. We'll make it clap. Shout out to the millennials, man, for getting it done out here. Uh, let's kind of transition out of that and let's kind of get into my man the donald um again i gotta stop saying um i don't know why i keep doing that <sighs> trump has been indicted again in the special counsel's classified documents probe sources familiar with the matter tell cnn a stunning development that marks the first time a former president has faced federal charges Char trump has been charged with seven counts in the indictment According to another source familiar with the matter, at least one of the charges against Trump will be a conspiracy charge. That is what one source has said. 
The special counsel has been investigating Trump's handling of classified documents that were brought to his Mar-a-Lago for the resort after he left the White House in 2021, as well as possible obstruction of the investigation and government efforts to retrieve the material. And the former president wrote on his social that he has been informed by the Justice Department that he was indicted and that he was summoned to appear at the federal courthouse in Miami on Tuesday at 3 p.m. And Trump does not appear to be taking this too well. This is his second indictment in just seven months. And it looks like they're trying to get Trump out of here. That's what it looks like. Um, in April, he was charged with 34 counts of, for 34 counts of falsifying businesses. And, and you know what? I, I got to say this. All this stuff to get Trump out of here, I believe, is because they do not want him running for president. They don't. Um, Trump goes on to say that he's innocent. He's an innocent man. He did nothing wrong. You know, he put out, a, I think, about a three or four minute video clip uh, about basically stating his innocence. And he's supposed to do that. And do I believe he's innocent? Somewhat I do. I feel like there's definitely a smear campaign going on against Trump. The, the reality is that this. I'm not a Trump supporter. I'm, I'm not at all. But if he runs again, he is going to get the Republican nomination. And I think that right now they are doing whatever they can to stop that from happening. Ron DeSantis has no chance of taking down Trump. Uh, Chris Cuomo has no chance of taking down Trump. Mike Pence has no chance of taking down Trump. None of those dudes do. Those are the probably the next in line Republican nominees. If Trump gets on that ballot, he's not losing. I'm I'm sorry. I'm just I'm just being a realist. I'm not being a Trump supporter. I'm being a realist. If he gets on that ballot, he is not losing. And that's just I mean, that just is what it is. Uh I mean, with him being, you know, who he is and, and the cult following that, he's he's kind of built up right now. The only way to stop him from winning that nomination is to make sure either he's behind bars or get him in so much trouble that he can no longer run. That's the only chance they have of stopping Trump, in my opinion. So, you know, these indictments that are keep coming down on him, they're going to have to keep coming. The only problem is that the more he gets indicted, I believe the bigger he come, he becomes. So it's like a catch-22. It could be backfiring against, you know, Democrats. This could be backfiring against them. And, and I don't really see how this works out in their favor. It's like the whole thing with the mugshot picture. That was not going to work out in their favor had they put that picture out and they realized that. This indictment, I don't know if this works out in their favor. I just don't. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens moving forward. But they're trying to get Trump out of here. And and they have every right to do so. And I believe it's a smart play because as long as he's not behind bars, he's going to win that Republican nomination. And that's almost a guaranteed fact. Um, So, yeah, so that's what's going on with that, man. So. You know, we can't let's let's get out of that. Trump being an entertainer, let's kind of get into some entertainment. 
Um, we had the BET Awards nominate nominations came out today uh, for the 2023 awards. The show is June 25th on BET, and the Viewers Choice. Let's let's kind of just break down some of the categories. The Viewers Choice Award: uh, Beyonce, Break My Soul, Burner Boy, Last Last, Jimmy Cooks, Drake featuring 21 Savage, Wait for You. Future featuring Drake and Thames, which is one of my favorite jams of all time. First Class, Jack Harlow, that's a timeless record. About Damn Time, Lizzo. Super Freaky Girl, Nicki Minaj, Kill Bill, SZA. Uh, that Viewer's Choice Award, I believe, is going to Last Last Burner Boy. That's my opinion. Um, if, if anything, it would go to Drake, Thames, and Future, Wait For You. But I think it's going to go to Burner Boy. That's just, yeah, that's just, that's what I'm rolling with right now. Matter of fact, that's what I voted for. Uh, one of the more, I guess, interesting uh, categories is Best Female R&B Pop Artist. Uh, we have a newbie in there with Coco Jones. We got Ori Lennox, Beyonce, Her, Lizzo, SZA, and Tim's. Uh More than likely, it should go to Beyonce, but do not be surprised if SZA kind of sneaks up and wins that. You know, everything SZA does is kind of breaks the charts. Um, <laughs> Best male R&B pop artist. This category should be owned by Chris Brown, but they're probably not going to give it to him. He's definitely a nominee. The Weeknd, Usher, Drake, Burner Boy, Brent Fiaz. Uh, those are the nominees. And if it's not going to go to Chris Brown, it should go to Brent Fiaz. If we're if we're based on it off the music, if we're based on it off the music, it should be Chris Brown. There should be no way Chris Brown does not win that award. His album is the only one that I kind of even replay a little bit. And I haven't even listened to that in a long time, but it has replay value. Brent Fiaz will be a close second for me. Uh, best group, we have City Girls, Drake and 21 Savage, who's not really a group, Division, uh, Flow, Quavo and Takeoff, and one more, uh, Maverick City Music and Kirk Franklin. Those are the best group nominees. I'd like to see Quavo and Takeoff win that. You know, long live uh, Takeoff. Rest in peace to Takeoff. Gone too soon. I'd like to see Quavo and Takeoff win that award. I would. I would. Are they going to win it? I'm not sure. But I'd like to see them win it, though. I believe Division is a sleeper in that category. You definitely do not sleep on Division at all. Um, another hot category is Best Collab. Uh, Big Energy Remix Lotto. DJ Khaled, Mariah Carey, Boys a Liar, Ice Spice, Pink Panthers, um, FNF, Glorilla, Hit Kid, Can't Stop, Won't Stop, King Combs. Shout out to Diddy and King Combs featuring Kodak Black. Wait for You, of course, Tim's, Drake, Tomorrow, Glorilla and Cardi B. Okay, Glow got two songs in this best collab. So she going to win something. It's probably going to go to Ice Spice, though. Boys a Liar Part 2. I I, I think I kind of like that. But don't be surprised if tomorrow, too, with Cardi and Glorilla uh, kind of brings that home. Most anticipated category. For me, most anticipated category is Best Female Hip-Hop Artist. There are some heavy hitters in this. Heavy hitters. Nicki Minaj, Lotto, Megan Thee Stallion, Ice Spice, Glorilla, Coyle Ray, Cardi B. There's some heavy hitters. And if we're going off this year, this year alone, it got to be Ice Spice. I think she hasn't missed at all on a record. It's between Ice Spice and Glorilla. Neither one of them have missed on a record. 
you know what? I can't choose between those two. Ice Spice and Glorilla, it could be either one of those two that could win that. And Coil Ray would probably, yeah, yeah, this is a tough category to pick. But Ice Spice has definitely been blowing up the charts. He just did that song with Taylor Swift, Glorilla, Liquor Something, Tomorrow, FNF. I mean, she's been killing it too. She's been going crazy. Coil Ray with players, she's been going crazy. Um, my initial thought was Ice Spice, but I think I'm going to go with Glorilla on that. When I think about it, her records are kind of ringing up. Ice Spice is, I don't know, man. That's a tough category. Whoever has to vote for that category, hey, you got a tough job. You got a tough job. But I'm going to say it's between Glorilla and Ice Spice. Uh, let's see what else we got. Best male hip-hop artists. We got 21 Savage, Drake, Future, Kendrick Lamar, Jack Harlow, J. Cole, Lil Baby. I don't think there's any way that this doesn't go to K. Dot. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. It, it, there's no way this doesn't go to Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar very easily. Um, could you give it to Little Baby? Yeah. Could you give it to Jack Harlow? Yeah. Could you give it to Drake? Yeah. But I think it goes to K. Dot. Um, Drake would probably be a close second for me right now. Even though I don't really listen to uh, Morale and the Big Steppers more than I listen to you know Drake, but I can kind of see. You know, Drake, I can kind of see Kendrick Lamar winning that. So, uh, best new artist, which I think is another good category Lola Brooke, Ice Spice, Glorilla, Flo, Coco Jones, Doce. I think Ice Spice wins this over Glorilla, best new artist, um, with Glorilla winning, uh, best female rap artist. So, it's gonna, it's gonna go back and forth between that two. So, whichever one wins. You know, the best female rap artist, the other one's going to win best new artist. I don't think either one of them clean up and win both of them at one time. So it's either going to be Ice Spice or Glorilla and that. Shout out Lola Brooke for being in there as well. Uh, we definitely rocking with Lola Brooke. Heavy. Uh, album of the year, God Did, Call It, Breezy, Chris Brown, Glorilla, Anyways, Life's Great, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, Kendrick Lamar, Renaissance, Beyonce, Her Lost, Drake and 21 Savage, SOS, SZA, Ah, man, that's either going to Renaissance, Beyonce, or Kendrick Lamar. I don't think any other, I don't see it any other way aside from those two. Uh, Close third would be Drake and 21 Savage, Her Loss. But actually, that that album actually has more replay value value than um, Kendrick Lamar and Beyonce. So I wouldn't be surprised if Drake and 21 brought that home. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Best movie. This category is deep. I like it. Uh, we got Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. We got Creed Three with Michael B. Jordan. We got Emancipation with Will Smith. The Woman King, Viola Davis. We got Nope. We got Till. And we got Hist- Whitney Houston, I Want to Dance with Somebody. And for me, that goes to Emancipation. Hands down, best movie made that I've seen in the past year. If it doesn't win that, I'm going to be surprised. Of course, Black Panther is going to be up there. But to me, Black Panther was not better than Emancipation. It wasn't. So with that being said, I'm going with Will Smith and Emancipation. He should be deserving of that award for best movie. If he doesn't get it, it's going to be a travesty because he put on a performance in that movie. Uh, best actor. This is pretty. This is an easy category for me. Amin Joseph, who was Unk in Snowfall. Brian Tyree Henry. Damson Idris, Snowfall. Daniel Kalua. Uh, Demetrius Little Meets Flannery, Donald Glover, 
Meech is in there for BMF. Okay, that's what's up, Meech. Let's go. Let's go, BMF. Green light gang. Michael B. Jordan for Creed. The obvious answer for this is Damson Idris. It's it's that's it. Damson Idris. Nothing more, nothing less. Um, we don't even need to you know to discuss that. And I'm, and I said I don't like using the word discuss, but it's growing on me right now. We don't need to to discuss that category at all. I'm I'm not good at saying discuss. That's obviously that's what it sounds like. But uh, best actor definitely goes to Damson Idris for sure. He put on the acting masterclass in Snowfall, so we definitely rocking with that. Best actress category, we got Janelle Monae, Viola Davis, a woman King Kiki Palmer for her um, documentary Zendaya, Angela Bassett, Coco Jones, and Janelle James. I think Angela Bassett wins that for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Uh, it's going to come down between between her and Viola Davis. I think Angela Bassett walks home with that. Uh, Young Stars Award. I was I like seeing this award. I, I was glad this came up. Akira Akbar, Belair, Alea High, Demi Singleton, Marseille Martin, who's everybody's favorite, Thaddeus J. Mixon, and Dylan Gilmore. I believe Akira Akbar should win that from Belair. Um, it's not gonna if it's not gonna be her, it's gonna be Marseille Martin. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. Uh, Sportswoman of the Year. The only answer for this is Angel Reese. Of course, you know, the, the nominees are Shikari Richardson, Candace Parker, Naomi Osaka, Serena Williams, Allison Felix, Alexis Morris of LSU. Allison Felix, she could be a sleeper of winning this as well. But as much as, you know, Angel Reese has, you know, kind of been around and, and been in our faces, um, you know, at the White House and, you know, everything she's done this year, I just don't see any other way that she doesn't win this award. But Allison Felix is definitely a sleeper for winning that. Uh, Sportsman of the Year, Aaron Judge, Bubba Wallace, Javante Davis, Patrick Mahomes, LeBron James, Jalen Hurts, Stephen Curry. I believe that goes to Aaron Judge for breaking the home run record. He probably won't be there to get it. It should go to Javante Davis, but since he's in jail, he's definitely not going to get the award. Uh, potentially could go to Patty Mahomes, but I like Aaron Judge taking that home. And there's a couple other categories. I'm not going to run over all of them, but, I mean, just know that there's you know, a lot of nominees. Shout out to everybody that was nominated for the BET Awards. It's not easy to be nominated for award shows. And just being nominated is is a win in its own. And definitely get ready to tune into the show. So, uh, yeah, that's what we got entertainment-wise. We got a couple minutes left, and I did want to introduce a new segment that i wasn't sure i was going to get to but we got a little bit of time and this new segment is going to be called this or that and the choice is yours so this is the new segment and we're going we're going to start it off with this right here this or that And then this this or that segment, the choice is yours. Uh, we're going with two two icons, two movie icons. Okay, and we are going to talk about which choice are you taking? Okay, the choices are between 
O-Dog from Menace or Doughboy from Boys in the Hood. O-Dog, of course, was a crazy, he was crazy. He killed at will. He didn't hesitate to pull his gun out. Uh, just like when he did, you know, when he pulled his gun out on the crackhead uh, about the cheeseburgers. I mean, we all remember this this scene right here. Nigga, you crazy. Fuck you up. Fuck out of here, man. Check this out, man. I got these burgers, man. There's some double cheeseburgers. Nigga, I just ate. Now I just ate, fool. I don't want no motherfucking cheeseburgers. You ain't got no money. You just asked out. Call this motherfucker. Yo, dog, hurry up. Fuck you, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Wait, 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 man. This is a classic scene. Come on, man. Just hook me up. What the fuck did you just say, nigga? I said I suck your dick. Come on, man. Just give me a fuck. Lorenz Tate killed his role um, as O-Dog. O-Dog was young, wild, reckless. And when you're that young and living how he was living, you don't value life. But make no mistake, O-Dog was a legendary character. He was. Uh, Doughboy was more level-headed, in my opinion. He only pulled his gun when he used when he when he wanted to use it, and he was wise behind his beyond his years. For the most part, Doughboy, you know, anytime he got into anything, it was family related. He got re, you know, he got revenge for Ricky. Uh, and that 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 came from him being on the block and pulling that gun on a curly haired dude. Uh, Doughboy does eventually die for his actions, although we never see it. But his character was legendary as well, especially as a kid. When he told Ricky, I told you not to bring that ball. But Doughboy had the heart. He stepped to that old dude over that football. But again, he was looking out for his older brother. And Doughboy always thought before he acted. And the choice is yours. You know, I'm taking Doughboy if I had to choose between him and O-Dog just for the simple fact Doughboy's actions or most of them were to defend family. That's what a stand-up individual does. O-Dog didn't have any family. And while that makes you a dangerous person because you have nothing to lose, I'd rather be Doughboy. And I want y'all to tap in with me and let me know which choice you're making. You know, the choice is yours. Who you choosing? You choosing Doughboy. You choosing O-Dog. Both legendary characters. Both, you know, iconic in their own way in regards to, um, you know, what made them. Ice Cube definitely did a wonderful job as Doughboy, and yeah, man, this 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 new segment, The Choice is Yours, this this or that segment, it's between O-Dog and Doughboy. The choice is yours. You can get with this, or you can get with that. Or you can get with this, or you can get with that. Or you can get with this, or you can get with that. Or you can get with this, or this is where it's at. You can get with this, or you can get with that. Or you can get with this, or you can get with that. Or you can get with this, or you can get with that. Or you can get with this, or this is where yeah, the choice is yours. You can get with this or that. Which one are you going to choose? O-Dog from Menace or Doughboy from Boys in the Hood. Tap in. Let me know who you rocking with. We definitely going to keep that segment rolling after this. But that's what we that's what we on right now. New segment. 
New segment alert. New segment alert. We introducing. That's the new segment that we're going to, you know, keep tapping into. But definitely let me know in the comments who you rocking with. The choice is yours. Uh, that's all we got for today. We getting up and out of here. Um, there's a couple of things we might want to tap into. We definitely going to drop after the game uh, tomorrow or well, tonight, Friday. Definitely turn up, get somewhere to watch the game. Because, you know, we only got a couple games left. Once this series is over, you know, we got the NBA draft coming up after that. We got NBA Summer League. But it's pretty much all baseball and golf. And I love the golf aspect. Baseball, I'm only into in October. Um, But, yeah, we getting up and out of here, man. You got it, episode 67. And we gone. Deuces. Hasta la vista, Riva Dirty. Oh, what's up with Khalees dating Bill Murray? That's kind of crazy. Is that not an odd couple? Khalees? Milkshake brings all your boys. She brought Bill Murray to the yard? You got to be kidding me, man. Khalees' milkshake brought Bill Murray to the yard. Crazy, yo. Crazy times we live in. BT College Hill. We want to see Amber Rose and Jocelyn's fight. We want to see it. Somebody drop. Somebody drop the video. We want to see it. I'm sorry. We want to. Shout out the most deaf too. Legend, legend in his own right. I can't believe Bill Murray is on Khalees, man. Now that I think about it, this really got me bugged out for real. And please don't give Tory Lanez 13 years. That's a little bit. That's excessive. That's really excessive. Shout out to Diddy and Young Miami, too. They doing their thing out here, man. I'm loving to see it. It just goes to show you, man. Whoever makes you happy, that's who you're rolling with. Tap in, let me know on that. On that this is that. The choice is yours segment. Oh, dog. Or Doughboy. Let me know. Champion, love or not, ease up.
three months she go out feel I'm running a fever. Six months I'm selling her, I desperately need her. Nine months, two white sisters with shorty not around. I need more than to knock it down, I'm really trying to lock it down. Midnight we hook up and go at it. Burn a slogan, let her know, sweetheart, I got to have it. She tell me commitment is something she can't manage. Wake up the next morning, she gone like it was magic. Oh, damn it. It's gonna happen since full panic. My number wasn't answered by my father. Let's go, we out of here. You got it, episode 67. We gone. Jill. Yeah.